Jesse, hello. Hello. Okay. Let. Okay. Before we uh, talk about the Batman Lego Movie, uh, after the movie was over, Jesse and I went to the candy store next to the movie theater to this candy store called It's Sugar, which is a hip little candy store. Free plug. Yeah. And it's a really great uh, place. And we bought Pop Rocks. And just because I want to see what Pop Rocks sound like over these microphones. And Jesse is uh, smoking and enjoying life. And and, uh, so he opened his Pop Rocks. I'm going to open mine. Jesse, how are you doing? I'm good. Okay. I haven't had Pop Rocks in a while. Oh, yeah. It's been a week for me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And I wish we brought like a Pepsi to see if that old. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. You know. Okay. One, two, three. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh wow. That's not interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not very interesting. Mm, You can hear it like really. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm talking. You can hear it. Yeah. I heard it's a big no-no. Like eating while you're podcasting because the, <laughs> the sound of people eating infuriates it's most disgusting people. yeah, yeah. Disgusting, well, there's there's that it's an actual uh neurological thing oh yeah like some people literally and my fiance is one of them if they hear the sound of chewing or masticating of any kind mm-hmm. it just it just upsets them oh, yeah. on a on a gut level yeah it's like smelling it aff- garbage. It to offends them. them. Yeah, no, it's it's not. not <laughs> offend is a, is a nice. It enrages <laughs> yeah. them. No, like, it makes you want to kill someone yeah. for chew. You know, like you, know, you just want to yeah. stop that sound. Wait, from before them. we. Uh, this is just my mm-hmm. my curiosity light just uh, popped up. So your girlfriend hates that sound. How mm-hmm. does how does she like? react when when somebody is chewing and eating she just says stop it no well she she tunes it out i at best she can but i think it's one of the she's my fiance now and i think congratulations and i think one of the one of the things that helped her to know that she really really loved me Mm. was that when i when i make chew noises she doesn't want to kill me. Oh, that's and sweet. she wants to kill everybody who does that. <laughs> and so that was something that definitely she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think I, I actually really do like this guy because he's doing this thing that any other person and I would want his head for it, and I don't. So. That's love and romance, and, yeah, and that's that, what love that's, is all about. It is, and love there is go. life. That's that's what it is. So Jesse, you and I, we went to see the Batman Lego movie. And the Lego I w- Batman yeah, movie. The Lego Batman movie. Get your brand name. And order. I was gonna play our little theme song that I created, but sure. I thought, what the hey? Let's just let's just jump yeah, right yeah, into yeah. the to the review. Unless you want a Nickelback version. No, I'm fine. Nas Red and Jesse, they watch the films. <laughs> no, but okay. So anyway, Jesse, what did you think of the what is it? The Lego Batman movie yeah. or the Batman Lego movie? I don't. You know, I think it's the Lego Batman movie. Okay, Jesse. How did it make you feel? Did you like it or not? Yeah, I, I want to go see it again. Oh, yeah? I enjoyed it. I had a, I mean, Will Arnett's really funny. And the thing that that makes this so different from the original Lego movie, I mean, yeah, like it's a different director and different writer from, from uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they produced it and it definitely that the original Lego movie lays the aesthetic down. Um, but this this movie was directed by uh, I believe it's Adam McKay. It's uh-huh. the guy who was the animation director on the Lego Movie, uh-huh. and you can you can just really tell that the guy in charge of this movie is an animator because the camera movements and the uh, there's just a lot like the there's a lot more action and there's a lot more visual humor. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of visual humor going on. And I feel like Lord and Miller are are more uh, dialogue guys. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, they they kind of come, for, you know, they started with Clone High, and they they their movies are obviously very visual. But right. I feel like uh, like they have a they're a lot more tied to to a more literary tradition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this movie was so so action oriented, but not in a like it's a bunch of fights and like it's like action tropes it's just very visual like there's just a lot of visual stuff going on Mm -hmm. all the time and and it's not overblown and busy but it's it's just active and there's just so much to look at all the time and so that's why i i I already know i want to go see it again Uh because it was it was a lot of fun i liked the themes i liked 
uh, how it incorporates every Batman iteration yeah. as canon within this character, and it still kind of feels true to itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was just it was fun, and like that's that's the thing that um, like. <laughs> It does something that the, the the Batman movies have never been able to do at the same time, because the the Christopher Nolan movies took the character seriously, mm-hmm. but they're humorless, right? And they're they're just no fun. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so real, you can't stop to have any fun. Yeah, yeah. And like the the Burton movies, and even you know the '60s version, and if you want, you know the Schumacher ones are are at least like they you know they have some fun mm-hmm. like or at least they're tr- Schumacher's trying to have fun mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. not saying it works but they're 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 still they're obviously embracing on some level some of the campiness right. of what what people know from the 60s and I get why you know Nolan just didn't even want to touch the camp part of it right right but it it again it takes all the humor and this movie manages to do something that feels like it's of the Batman mythology, um, but still have fun and still be funny and still right. have have a sense of humor about it, but where it's not throwing out the character and and uh, and everything that comes mm-hmm. with him for the sake of having right, of right. having a laugh. Yeah, you described, uh, you said that somebody said or you read somewhere that they said this movie is going to be a giant. Easter egg. The, the Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they said in uh that yeah, they looked at this movie as as a way to just bury uh callbacks oh, to yeah. to all the different did, uh yeah, Batman. Did English. you have a favorite Easter egg? I had one. I guess <laughs> like it's so random, but when he gets when he gets home and he goes pewter i'm home and he goes i'm home i'm home and it's even in the trailer uh where it shows how there's no one there and it keeps shooting right. farther and further out on the f- right side of one of those pullout shots you see the t-rex that's uh that's in the bat cave and yeah. all of the golden age not golden age silver age right all that's a silver age callback and i just love that that's in uh, there wait clarify when was mm-hmm. the silver age silver age is uh is oh. at, well it's after the golden Keep age talking. i'm gonna grab something and show sure, you and sure. ask you a question but, but yeah uh silver age is after the golden age it's uh it's basically like before uh i think it's silver age is when Mar- this dinosaur yes that is uh, the, the cover just, from nightfall just, yeah, yeah. yeah i just showed jesse the cover of nightfall so that dinosaur what is this dinosaur that, <laughs> it's a it's um in the Silver Age, and I'm gonna probably get there's there's a mission where Batman, I don't remember if he fights a dinosaur or he goes to like a dinosaur island, but uh-huh. he gets that as like a trophy. Uh-huh. And like, cause that's the thing is in Silver Age Batman, his his Batcave is also a trophy room. Right. Like, there's the one thing I thought they would put in, and for all I know, it is there, and I just didn't see it. Uh-huh. But there's uh, there's another thing that I was looking for that I didn't see, which is that uh, the Joker in Silver age used to do this thing where he would leave giant pennies with his face on them uh-huh. and uh as 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 a calling card of his crime right and so there was a giant like there's a giant penny with the joker face mm-hmm. on it in the bat cave yeah. in a lot of the comics and mm-hmm. i was looking for that my favorite thing was when they showed do you did you ever see the the movie of the 60s Batman. yeah of course yeah, you the remember? shark repellent yeah <laughs> that, oh my god I like. that was i loved that <laughs> yeah i love i love that he says it doesn't work yeah like it because yeah. it, as i it didn't really it doesn't work in, yeah. the, in the original movie yeah and then it and then spoiler alert it works in this one yeah, when they um, when a shark is attacking him yeah. and oh man that's what let me know that they knew mm-hmm. the, they're having know? fun. Yeah, they're having yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. This movie is fun. Yeah, and like, and it's, but it's not so goofy that you can't care about anything because right. it's all silliness. Yeah. Like there, it, there are themes. Like the, the okay, the thing that this movie is asking, and it's, and it, you know, is can Batman be happy? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a. That's a genuinely good yeah. question yeah. for that to to approach that character to kind of figure something out, something interesting with this movie. Yeah. I thought that's that's great. One like, theme that I the one of the big themes that I really responded to is oh god, my dog is going to harass yeah. Jesse now and ruin the podcast. Sorry, no, no. but one of, is the fact that 
Batman is learning how to let people in mm-hmm. despite your fear of losing them. Yep. And, and he's lost his family. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And I think for a, a little Lego movie to have that sort of deep theme is kind of cool. One of the things that I liked about it is that it did feel like the you're watching a kid's imagination almost play with Legos and, you know. Well, like, and that, that's what it, I, that's actually my, that was the other thing I was curious about is if it was going to follow the original Lego movie and cut to live action right, yeah, yeah. with some kid playing with the toys and we're in his head because mm-hmm. that's, that's why they could get away with so much yeah, of the Lego yeah. movie because it's an eight year old kid logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was so perfect, and and like this movie didn't really need that actually. Mm-hmm. I, I get why they didn't go, they didn't, but because it's it's kind of established that yeah, yeah, that in a way, it's just someone playing with all these toys. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Like, and visually, it's just I I have a I'm a sucker for jerky stop motion. Even though mm-hmm. what was this like? Compute, it's, C- it's, it's CGI, CGI but, but it's built it look- to look like okay. Uh, one of my favorite little details in this, and again, this is in the trailer, so mm-hmm. you can check it out. When Batman is microwaving something, mm-hmm. and when he touches the buttons on the pad on the microwave, the pad moves as if the sticker that is being switched out, you know, with another with another microwave uh-huh. in the stop motion, a classic stop motion fashion. So when he touches it, it shifts right, just a right, tiny right. little yeah, bit. Yeah. They could make that perfect, obviously, but they're just like the little like scrapes and notches and yeah, other yeah. little textures that actually look the way that Legos look. Yeah. Uh, that was a little detail that really makes you, makes it feel like they, like they made this thing. And it makes it charming. It makes yeah. it, gives it like a, like a charm. Although, and I have to say, I miss that in the, in the Lego movie, Whenever there's water, it still looks like Legos. Yeah. And this one just actually had real, like, liquid water yeah. stuff. I thought about that when when we saw the mm-hmm. actual water. And I think because it makes it a little more real-world action-y or mm-hmm. something, you know? Because that was at, like, a peak action yeah. moment or and something. It, it, I, it probably does sell stuff a little better. I, I bet it's it was... It, I could imagine that it's probably also a lot fucking easier yeah, too yeah, yeah like i i can only like when you look at the lego like the ocean scenes in in the lego movie where yeah. you see the the waves rolling and it just looks like stop motion yeah. like but it's so perfect like it looks it's nuts so how, how do you think this stacks up against the lego movie like which one if you had to go desert island type Ooh, deal i mean i guess I don't know. I guess I I I haven't I've re as, I, the Lego movie really resonated with me. I yeah. ended up rewatching that a few times. Um again because I kept finding higher resolution copies of it yeah. and I really wanted there's so much yeah. little details packed in. There's so many jokes. Like if you just even watch the characters in the background, there's so much little like interplay and and little like visual humor deep in the in the shot right, and right. Every, everywhere so <laughs> sorry sasha is, is <laughs> Sasha's having, having her his, dinner yeah but i will sorry, wait, wait, let ahead. me let me th- yeah. i'm just trying to figure out like because the thing is is i love batman stuff yeah, yeah me too like i i i you know i'll check out any version of it just to just to put it in context of the others mm-hmm. like you know, I, I saw Batman v Superman director's cut. I, yeah. I, I, I want to see them. I've watched all of the, the animated Justice League movies. Right. Like, I like to see what what people do with the character. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's hard to decide because the... I guess I'll probably like the Lego movie better. Oh, yeah? Because it has... it ha- Like, this one... Because... It has this tie to, uh, it has this tie to the father son relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, and also it has all of that subtle commentary on repressive regimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and government surveillance, yeah. and a lot of stuff like that that is subversive, and or I mean it isn't, but it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy because it's this massive commercial for legos right right the whole movie is a feature like that was the one my one problem with lego batman movie that i keep sniffling that made me think twice 
was when when uh, at the end of the movie and they all go to go fight the bad guys. They're like, we all need to build a bunch of new vehicles to attack them with. Yeah, that match our and I like I yeah like they're supposed to. You know, comics do that where everyone drives something that matches their outfit and stuff. And mm. I, you know, I get that, but it still was like, we need to merchandise this yeah, shit. Like, yeah. let's let's squeeze a little bit more and get another yeah. round of vehicles out of yeah. this thing. And I like the designs. I like that stuff. But like, I don't know. Calling attention to it just made me feel like, oh, yep, yeah, yeah we need we need to get a few more uh, design kits out of this. There thing. are two reasons why I think in my mind, and we're like what, like maybe a few hours removed from the mm-hmm. viewing experience, that I think I will give for me the edge to Batman mm-hmm. was a. Even though I did like this in in the Lego movie, mm-hmm. the a Batman hat it was all in the Lego world. There was mm-hmm. no real world mm-hmm. anything, no real world intruding in this, you know. Yeah. And B, the themes that were explored here of like you know letting people in despite the mm-hmm. fact that you would lose them of loss I, and yeah, I, I can you know I, I yeah, think that's I, a good thing. No, I think both. I think both are are very relatable. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, I like the music in the Lego movie. Yeah. Like I like there were good, you with know, that the, song the, this, with the yeah, everything's yeah. awesome, but yeah. like there's this this movie also had and uh, Batman's Batman's song in the Lego movie. He goes darkness, no parrots. Oh, like <laughs> I haven't seen it in like oh, a year. Yeah, yeah like. no, I re, like again, I rewatch it like every 6 months <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh and you know, his 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 song in the Lego movie is is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like he's the he says what is it? You know, super rich kind of makes it better. <laughs> like <for> the... <laughs> what did you think of how they handled the character of Batman in this one? Did you have any problem with it, or were you? I mean, obviously not because you know. no. I mean, I feel like they they pretty much set up right away, like in the opening, like what kind of Batman you know, he, yeah. like that he you know that he he just always like. It's just kind of funny because, like, you know, he fights his, like, low-level villains. I love that they called back to all of the ridiculous, obscure calendar man. The fucking ketchup guy. Like, I remember these. Yeah, like, there's so, (laughs) like, there's so many. Wait, was the ketchup guy a real? That's a real guy. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's odd, dude. One I thing, love that they. How did you those feel about this? Like, for instance, and mm-hmm. you giggled at this part, and I giggled at this part. But like the Daleks from Doctor Who. Oh yeah, I love that. Well, oh, no, yeah. I, that again, like uh, that was me just thinking. Oh, my fiance is gonna love that because yeah, she yeah. loves the, the Daleks, and they don't call them that. They call them British, British robots. <laughs> I yeah, love. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. they're exterminate. And <laughs> but like, how yeah. did you feel about like different other things? Like there was a oh, Lord I, of the I, Rings. I, I love that mind? stuff. No, yeah. I, I love that. To me, that is what makes the Lego movies the Lego movies. Right. If anything. And I guess this is why I give the edge to the Lego movie because the Lego movie did something that like I felt was similar to to the magic trick that, you know, even uh, the first Avengers movie is flawed. It's mm-hmm. not nearly as flawed as Age of Ultron, uh-huh. but it was exciting to watch because it's it, it had never been done before mm-hmm. where all of these characters that had their own movie series Sorry, my dog wants yeah. to get out of here. But yeah. keep talking, yeah. keep talking, I'm listening. All of these characters that had their own movie series were now going to team up in in a team-up movie that both builds off of their their existing origin movies and yet also uh you know, puts but they all instead of them being in their own movie, they now have to share. Mm-hmm. And no one had ever done something like that before. And right. in the same way that Lego movie is this movie where it, it's it has you know it has the Batman and DC characters it has Star Wars in it it has mm. Harry Potter in it yeah. it has all of these different properties and uh, Ninja Turtles like there's you know they're right. not featured they're not like yeah. but at the same time when they were announcing all of these different properties because I remember when they they announced the movie and then they were like and it's gonna have these characters in it and these characters and these characters mm-hmm. and I was like much like Avengers I was like how are they going to make that work yeah like yeah. to me that was that there was a because it, because it's and it, and not only how are they going to make it work 
story-wise, but like just logistically, when you have that many different kinds of intellectual property with all these different people who, you know, with the a lot of them are Warner Brothers properties, right. so I understand most yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Like Harry Potter, you know, that falls underneath the the uh, Warner's umbrella, mm-hmm. but still. It doesn't mean just because they own it doesn't mean that they can do whatever they want right, with right, it. Right, yeah. They still have to get approval for what they want to have. Every every character, anything they say, anything they do can be disputed. Mm-hmm. So how the hell do you make an entertaining movie yeah. when with all these different characters interacting and you don't know if it, if you're going to be allowed to let them do Shaq is in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Like there's so many different <laughs> yeah. Uh, characters and they all like, coexist yeah. and it works yeah, yeah. and like and again and, and like Avengers is flawed but it works mm-hmm. and like I did like to me part of the entertainment was are they going to be able to to land this skateboard trick right because to me skateboarding you can do whatever you want with the board in the air if you don't land it and roll away right you didn't it doesn't count mm-hmm. so you know yeah, the movies were going to be made, but like, how successful were they going to be as movies? Right. Especially with all of these different pro- properties that are micromanaged. So the fact that they could not only make something that was coherent, but actually very entertaining is practically Herculean. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this, okay? Because I believe this is pretty much like the first Batman discussion that I've had on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And even though it's like Lego movie, it's still Batman. No, it's Batman. You yeah. Know. We were talking about this in the car about mm-hmm. Marvel versus DC. Uh-huh. You, Jesse Sanchez, you are now the trainer for DC. Okay, <laughs> you're like you're like the, the the old guy for Rocky, right? What would you <laughs> which is which is is Burgess Meredith who played Penguin in the sixties? Oh yeah. Oh no. By the way, yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. You're every day you're training with DC and and you 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 have to Marvel is 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 killing them in the ring in terms of movie quality good movies what would you tell DC to, to, to kick Marvel's ass or well, at no, least it's have not some... it's not DC's fault it's it's the it's the problem is is Warner Brothers as a corporate entity um they don't they don't tr- they don't have someone in charge of this property explain um Excuse me. Well, if you look at uh, Marvel has Kevin Fahey, mm-hmm. Lucasfilm has Kathleen Kennedy, and uh, Disney Animation and Pixar have John Lasseter. Uh-huh. And what those people do, those are producers with proven track records for big, big movies within the genre or within the types of movies that they're, they're producing. Mm-hmm. And so they are... They have the clout to defend and to uh, divert change from the corporate hierarchy. They are insulated. They're in their own little bubble, and they get to control things within a certain extent. Mm-hmm. The corporate parents still control. I believe they they approve budgets, they approve release dates, they coordinate those things with the, all the other tentacles of the octopus. Mm-hmm. But for the most part. What it comes to what's in the movies and how they are made and like the the overarching, you know, details get controlled by within the, the company itself. Uh-huh. And so there aren't DC doesn't have that. They have someone like that, like Jeff Johns just got pushed up, but he doesn't have the track record. He just doesn't have the numbers and the proven hits to uh-huh, for, uh-huh. for Warner Brothers to trust when he tells them, no, this goes against, the fans won't like this, it won't make for a good movie, and it's mm-hmm. not, you know... They that there's no one minding the store. There's no one who knows the property well, because that's the thing, is that Lasseter knows animation. Right. Fahey knows the Marvel prop, knows Marvel... And Kathleen Kennedy knows Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They've all worked with with those groups for a while, and they know what what makes those movies tick. There's there's just no one. They kind of wanted Christopher Nolan to do that with a, the way that he was kind of shepherding things on Man of Steel. Uh-huh. And I I just but he's not a producer. He's a filmmaker, yeah. and he was just kind of helping them transition. And they just never put anyone in charge to defend them and to say, look, like, this is the kind of movie we're making. And if we try to change it now, 
like Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. after it's been shot, it's just going to be incoherent. Right. And the thing, and there was, there was a, it was prop, this isn't, this is not substantiated. It's probably just a rumor. In fact, it's probably been disproven, but the fact that it was put out there and it was believed, you know, says something. Uh, there was supposedly like a fake leak from a, a memo or some transcript of a w- meeting at Warner Brothers. Uh-huh. And it was somebody, some studio executive supposedly said, well, it doesn't matter if the movies make any sense. 60% of the audience that sees them doesn't even speak English. <laughs> so, th- and and there's, regardless of whether that was ever literally said, right. there's truth in that. Right, right. That they know that, like, that the reason that these big action movies are... Don't they don't have to be coherent because they're being a lot of the money is coming from overseas now, right? And I mean, I remember in film school, one of my professors said, and this was in the early 2000s, and he but he saw it coming and he was basically like, Look, like Americans don't decide what movies get made anymore. The people, the per the, the individuals in this world that get that are the ones who really are getting who. They're, what they want is what's going to get made. The ones who get to decide what movies are getting made are Asian, uh, are teenage Asian males. Right. Yeah. Like that's, those are, that's, that's the audience and there's a lot of them. And like, that's where the, the movies are being made to appeal yeah. to that audience. Cause yeah. they're, it's huge. Do you think, uh, you know, like Nolan did his Batman and stuff. Do you think that hyper-realistic style sort of trip them up for their later movies like trying to apply that to man of steel and having him be a producer and stuff do you think that kind of messed them up i mean kind of it's kind of what happened if they what would have happened if they would have let quentin tarantino make casino royale right because he wanted to make casino royale very badly yeah but i think that he would have set a stylistic tone that is very much his own Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that no one else could imitate without being a copycat right and yet you you either continue it or you abandon it right so you would just be rebooting right after the reboot Yeah, yeah and i i feel like like if you look at the trailers to to man of steel uh-huh um it it uh, yes, it's Nolan esque, but to me, it actually feels more in line um, <clears throat> with Terrence Malick. It feels oh. like because there's some some of those shots in there. I'm like, I'm like, damn, Zack Snyder, are you trying to like make me believe that Terrence like in a world where Terrence Malick makes Superman yeah. movies? Like yeah, that's yeah. there's some sh- like a lot of the shots of him as a child running around in 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 uh, on the farm. Oh. There's some like some of those shots that are just they're going for that kind of visual poetry that is right. that is very much what Malik does. But and do you commend that or do you think eh. I, I agree with you that it was kind of a trap, but it, it's all a trap. Like yeah. that's the thing is is that no one really ever gives John Favreau enough credit uh-huh. be, for. At, his tone is the Marvel tone. Yeah, yeah. Iron Man, that first Iron Man movie, like that set everything. That's that set the whole goddamn thing. Yeah. The the look, the pacing, the style, it all comes it's all rooted in that. Right. Like it's it's extrapolated and expanded, but it all starts mm-hmm. there. And that's all a lot of his choices. Right. And like people don't see that. He bailed, but like Everyone was saying, oh, Marvel did it. Marvel knows what they're doing. Marvel got really lucky that they gave Jon Favreau that job. And then Jon Favreau, like, Iron Man, the story behind the production of Iron Man is nuts. Yeah. Like, the, the, I don't, like, uh, uh, Jeff Bridges said, like, he's, Jeff Bridges is a prepper. Uh Uh-huh. He does not like to improvise. He is someone who will get the part down months in advance. He does not show up and just figure it out. Right. And they were rewriting that thing every day. They had a nerd in the corner whose job was to be a Marvel guy and be like, well, Tony Stark wouldn't do that. Or you can't do that because that doesn't exist in this yeah. You know, like that was... And then it was Robert Downey Jr. and Favreau going like, okay, well, what if he said this? 
nerd can we have him say that and he yeah he, okay yeah. and like and and they just rewrite it and like you can look it up because bridges was like he was he was pissed oh yeah and he was i mean like he's not a quitter because that's no good you know you sign a contract so he said um many times like he's like oh i just realized this is just like a, a hundred million plus student film yeah and we're just making stuff up and i'm just gonna roll with it yeah but like so that it's not even like Favreau approached that movie and like he just delivered his vision. Like that was a collaborative effort. They all kind of stumbled into figuring it out. And uh and I feel like like that's why Monsters and Aliens fell apart. Or mm. Cowboy not Monsters. Cowboys, are, yeah, yeah. Cowboys and Aliens. Because what happened was Favreau got it in his head. He's like, "You know what? I play fast and loose and I just bring in the the top-notch pros and we all just fucking throw our our ingredients into the pot yeah. and god damn it something delicious yeah. will come out of it if i just stay in front of it yeah. like because it, it's that's how these that's how these big movies get made man yeah. and i'm gonna get i'm gonna get han solo and james bond <laughs> to be in a movie together and they're gonna wear cowboy hats and blow up aliens yeah. and like boom yeah. i'm good like and and what that it didn't work that time yeah, yeah. because and i feel like part of it is because they didn't have that nerd in the corner to be like that to na 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 like yeah i once asked you how did you feel about the marvel movies and you said something very interesting i'll mm-hmm. refresh you in case sure, you're yeah right. yeah you said that they're good as as com- as representations of comic books mm-hmm. but they're not good okay go ahead Do you oh, remember yeah, no. what you were saying yeah absolutely go well ahead. the I just think it's interesting. It's a great adaptation of what comics are. Uh-huh. Comics, when you read, I remember when I first started reading comics, and you you see, you know, two characters start fighting, and it says in the corner, like, you know, want to know why they're pissed? Read issue number, blah blah blah, right. and like, and you can see what happened. And so, comics are and are built to. Uh, to not tell you the whole story. They mm-hmm. are not self-contained. Right. They're not self-contained at all. And I mean, really. That's why I felt like uh, Days of the Future Past, the X-Men movie, was the first true comic book movie because almost every part of that plot is touched off in another movie. Yeah. And, like, if you want to know how all that stuff got to that place, you kind of need to go and watch, like, five other movies. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, that's comic books. Yeah. That's that's, that's comic book storytelling. Sorry, my dog wants it. But, go ahead. No, I'm going to keep going. So... So I feel like the the comic, you know, I feel like the Marvel movies adapted comic book storytelling to to film and they did that successfully. Are they are they movies in the classical sense? No, but are they are they uh are they brilliant adaptations of comic book storytelling? Yes, yeah. they do that. Do you fucking love these movies? I love them. I really do. Like, I like when they come out. I like seeing them. And I'm not... I can be hypercritical of them, but I choose not to be. I mean, I go back and forth because I agree with all of the heavy criticisms. They're, they don't have... The music is bland. The visual style is... is uh, Is monotonous because they all have to look very similar uh-huh. to each other. Um... You know, there's they have a they have a villain problem. Like they, you know, there's but at the same time, I actually do the villain problem I actually agree with I think that's by I think that is by design. Uh-huh. Because they've had all these weak villains because once we get Thanos in in uh Sorry, my in, dog is all right. fucking he wants to go in, on my lap. Okay, yeah. hop on. Okay. So once we get Thanos in Infinity War, we're finally gonna get a really heavy you know villain like a heavy heavy, yes like a notable and that's okay this is the thing with these with these marvel movies um again in the same way that they kind of got lucky with with putting favreau in charge they picked the russos and the russos that was another like perfect that the russos and james gunn those were the perfect people yeah. to give those properties to yeah the russos did a great job with their right. work on community and you know they hadn't really done any you know they hadn't really done anything uh uh you know you mean dupree like right. they hadn't really done anything too fancy wait what did which one they did, did uh captain america yeah the yeah. second one oh, they okay, did winter, yeah. winter soldier and then they just did uh civil war oh yeah and they're doing infinity war oh nice and see that's that's 
one of the reasons why I feel like these Marvel movies will ultimately pay off. Yeah. Because those guys know what they're doing. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that there's a reason and that that most uh, animated features have two directors. And it's because it's it's a job that is just it's too much for one person. Mm-hmm. These movies are too big, and that's why Joss Whedon went crazy with Age of Ultron because right. it's too much. Yeah, yeah. And so these two guys making Civil War and now making Infinity War, I feel like they're they're gonna nail it. Yeah. Because they they know they just know what makes a solid movie. Right. And you know they they've proven with themselves to know how to work with Marvel stuff. And uh, and like they're, this is this is gonna be the comic book movie of comic book movies. Right. And like I said earlier with skateboarding tricks, if they can land this trick, mm-hmm. they're not. It's like it's like they're not just landing the trick of this movie. That's the other dozen movies right. that all led up to it. They all now pay off. Yeah, all the problems with the villains, like all this stuff, is all gonna come to to rest on these movies and if these movies can if the infinity war can pay off all of the first two phases mm-hmm. uh i think it's that's comic books right, right right you know they 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 build up to these massive massive uh series mm-hmm. like and and you know they're they're still it's just taking years because you know it's you can't you can draw an issue, yeah, but like yeah. having to put these things together, yeah. like yeah. Going back to Batman Lego Movie or Lego Batman Movie, mm-hmm. uh, did it satisfy you as a Batman story? Yeah, 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 yeah Because, because yeah. it took again. Can Batman be happy? Can uh, you know? Can his is his. Uh, motivation to fight crime and you, you know to uh to get i just remembered that there's that line in that uh rosario dawson's uh uh barbara gordon says you know where she says you know the you know beating up poor people is not <laughs> yeah, yeah. is not you know you going around and beating up the poor is not is yeah. not an effective enforcement strategy <laughs> yeah. Like she calls out all of the all of the kind of like modern you know sort of flaws with with vigilante justice. Yeah, yeah. and I I really liked that. Yeah. Like I really liked that the like the movie was very serious, very silly, and yet it took the character stuff seriously. Yeah, yeah. and like that's why it works. Is yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, that's what I like in certain films and stuff when it's silly, but they take the emotional stuff uh-huh. kind of seriously, and you know like. Um, one thing, I thought the whole Phantom Zone plot thing was cool. Yeah, like, yeah. that would have been cool in, like, a normal Batman movie. You well, know? and it's funny, because it, it's a, it's really a Superman thing. Yeah. And, like, and I love that, again, that they have Sauron and Godzilla and King Kong mm. up there. Was that Godzilla, or was that, like, a welfare version of Godzilla? Because he had, like, four arms or no, something. No, no, it's definitely, yeah. yes, absolutely, it's a, it's a knockoff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. No- it's probably because, Toei didn't because, wanna... because, like, they could have Voldemort, because they're Warner Brothers, and they own Harry Potter. Yeah. And they can have the Wicked Witch of the West and the Flying, Mo- although and the Flying Monkeys, because that's public domain. Yeah. And same with Dracula. Dracula is public domain. Yeah. So like, yeah. and that's why they call them British robots. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they probably have, <laughs> you know, if they have like one radar dish, they have two or yeah. something to differentiate yeah. them legally. Yeah. Um, when I heard that exterminate, I, I yeah. Was like, <laughs> oh no, I was like, okay, I'm rewatching this with my yeah. fiance because they have Daleks. <laughs> there's Daleks in uh, it. Jesse, in in regards to Batman, mm-hmm. okay, and this kind of goes into the the DC trainer thing. Mm-hmm. If you were able to take the franchise of Batman, I, I think it's in a bit of trouble right now. I don't think. Oh it's yeah, in they that. just lost Matt Reeves. Just dropped out of directing yeah. it. They they still can't get a director for uh, this movie. Okay, well I'm a studio exec right okay. now. Okay, okay, imagine. Yeah. And I have my cigar and everything. <laughs> Jesse, baby, you gotta help us, man. <laughs> Fucking Batman is yeah, dying. Right. He's on life support. This what, is... what do we do? 
am I in the 70s? Because yeah. <laughs> because the cigar chomping c- studio executive went out with the yeah. at this point in the 80s it was a boardroom and yeah. in the 90s now you now you're basically talking to an algorithm. How about how about this? Oh, <laughs> yeah. this Coke is great. Yeah, there we go, <laughs> Jesse. Uh, so what what would I do to to yeah. with, the, with the Batman franchise? But if you or? could, if you had a blank like. You could choose any director. You could choose any oh, any anything, any gotcha. tone, any anything. You could basically lay out the blueprint for the next few Batman movies to save it to to, to make it. But and we're keeping. I mean, I like Ben Affleck. I, I don't have a good. problem with yeah. that. So, but I'm I'm assuming we're keeping Ben, right? You can do whatever Ooh, you want. Oh, anything, right? Yeah, it's you could you could fire Ben. You could throw him into the sun. I mean, no one's gonna let me do it, but like it would be like it'd be awesome if we could finally do sort of a Batman Beyond thing yeah. with uh, with Clint Eastwood as super ass old Batman. Oh yeah, and uh, and and you know and and like it, but that's that's all futury and yeah, like yeah. I don't I don't necessarily want it to like it would be nice if like there was a separate Batman Beyond kind of franchise yeah, yeah, thing yeah. to it. Um, but did you like did you like Batman Beyond? I have, you know, I, I, it's funny. I never, I actually started watching the show and I haven't watched the whole thing, mm. but I like it as a concept. Yeah. I like, I, I, and you know, I love animated series that yeah. Kevin Conroy Batman yeah. is probably the most Batman of Batmans for me. Yeah. And, and so he's back as old Batman and there's all these throwbacks to, you know what? I liked any, the, the problem with for me with Batman Beyond was the episodes where where Bruce Wayne isn't in there and right, there's right. no there's no callbacks like yeah. whenever whenever they it was something that where he was like when I was Batman this shit happened and I had to deal with it and yeah. then like and like he's and now it's like different because I'm old yeah like I love that stuff yeah. <laughs> like I, I I liked old I like old crusty Kane Batman who yeah. can still whoops some ass yeah. but like he's he is old. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a million dollar question. It hmm. might take a little thinking, but mm-hmm. which iteration of Batman, which version of Batman, if you got to choose one that would mm-hmm. just, that would be it. That's it. Oh, that's the, who's the, what's the definitive, the definitive. version of Batman? And me, I'll just say the, the, the one that I just saw right now, Lego. Okay. I, the I Lego. Like He's okay. Funny. Um, he has more of a sense of humor, you know? God. Cause like, <sighs> I'm a child of the 80s, yeah. and so I'm immediately just want to say Frank Miller, but Frank Miller is crazy now, and like, <laughs> yeah. and he, and like all the stuff he's done recently, I'm not down with at all. Yeah. Like he's got all that like xenophobic crap, and yeah. I'm not into it, not yeah. into it. Yeah. But you, but his influence on the character, man, like when he shows up in like Year One and Dark Knight re- Returns, like it's. Like that's that's great. Like yeah. when he like the the Batman Superman fight of Dark Knight Returns is great. Like yeah. that's that's yeah, that's a good time. Yeah. Um I don't know though. Like to me for me the like that's actually why I wanted to see this movie because it gets to include all the versions of him. All I like all the versions of Batman. I yeah. like to see how the character is reinterpreted. To me the fun of it is how he's how he's reiterated mm-hmm. there's that that victorian graphic novel uh gotham by gaslight where mm. he's where it's like where he's you know he's like charles dickens batman mm. and oh, wow. like there's there's speeding bullets where where superman's superman's uh spaceship doesn't crash in kansas uh-huh. it crashes outside of gotham and uh-huh. the waynes find him uh-huh. and then they still die outside the theater uh-huh. but he kills the he the, right when they his parents get shot he rages right. and it brings out his heat vision and he blows the back of the, yeah. the kill the the mugger's head out and he yeah. he discovers his powers this moment he loses his uh-huh. parents and he becomes this like dark version of batman but with superman's powers yeah. and it's gnarly yeah. like there's all there's a bunch of right. versions of him that i love there like, was one uh graphic novel i wanted to tell you about you've probably seen it mm-hmm. or something it was i think it was just called joker and it was a ba- killing joke or no no no, no. It, it was very recent mm-hmm. like and it was probably like after dark knight or something but it was just about the joker mm-hmm. and he just gets out of jail and it's like i thought it was cool just because it's like 
a crime story and it's like he's like this boss and like you know it's not total like comic booky it's more like <laughs> I like I liked in Batman movie how Lego Batman movie that that the Joker just wants to get Batman to say that he hates him yeah yeah that I, it's <laughs> it's very much a, it's very much a love story yeah but it's a but you know it's just him wanting to like know that like he's his most he's his nemesis yeah I thought that was touching. You know, they yeah. say they hate each other. I or... really like Doug Benson's Bane, uh, <laughs> him doing an impression of of Tom Hardy yeah. from from Dark Knight Rises yeah. and doing that silly vo- the silly accent yeah. he does. I love that. For some reason, I liked that they sort of went with a mild Joker. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he wasn't no, like, no. This ah. is this is a kids movie. There's yeah. no way that like, oh my gosh, I remember uh, the the. Uh, the Killing Joke. There was a. There's a. It came out, and I watched it with some friends. And there's that scene where he runs. Wait, in, the new one? Yeah, the, the cartoon, the adaptation. Of, and yeah. there's the scene where he runs into the tunnel of love, and he's just killing everybody. He's just shooting everybody in front of him. And they're like, man, he's killing everybody. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, guys, that's the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Like I know that you've seen the movies and stuff, but like the comic book Joker kills anybody yeah. for no reason yeah. like that's what he does yeah. he just kills rooms full of people and for no reason like that's that's the character Tot- i hate to spring this up mm-hmm. on you but i gotta ask impromptu review the mm-hmm. killing joke tell me oh i i couldn't get through it like i wanted to see it but when they when they changed they the thing is is that killing joke they had to add they wanted to make it feature length uh-huh. so they added like 30 minutes of story that isn't in that are not in the comics mm-hmm. and uh it just it it's gross because they it mm. like opens up with like barbara gordon as Batgirl and and Batman are in a relationship and they're mm-hmm. fucking. Mm. Like, yeah, I heard about that. That's gross, yeah. dude. That is wrong, and like just so many different levels beyond you know on gender character wise. Yeah, bat like as Batman as a character, like that just does not make sense. It's stupid. Yeah, it's sexist. Yeah. It's gross. It's just. It's just a failure at storytelling. I wish they hadn't done it. Yeah. Like, and and really, it ties into some of the like the most sexist tropes because it's trying to up the the drama by when when instead of just Batman having to deal with Joker torturing and at uh Jim Gordon and his daughter it's now his his you know Jim Gordon and his girlfriend right, right, right. his basically teenage girlfriend or like early 20s right. and he's like 30s like it's gross yeah. and like and again it doesn't make sense with the character he's supposed to be super intelligent yeah and like and yeah it just yeah you would want him to be paternal with Right. It, it just doesn't it it's it's the most late it's lazy yeah it's lazy they want to make it more dramatic when when she is captured by the joker right so that it quote makes sense yeah why batman is so like on the warpath to, yeah. to save her yeah. and like it's cheap and it's lazy yeah. and it's insulting and it hurts the characters and it does a disservice to Alan Moore again. Right. Like Alan Moore can't get a fucking break, man. <laughs> yeah. Some of the best comics ever written. And like he can't get a good adaptation. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. Like it's frustrating see dude. i don't think i would watch that because i just i don't want to see have batman you, have you seen from hell or league of extraordinary yeah, gentlemen yeah. or like all his stuff gets butchered yeah. it makes me mad yeah, like yeah. i uh i love his tom strong comic and i'm just glad no one has even tried to do it because I, it's I've never even heard of that what it's is that? one he published independently it's not it's it's a character he made up oh yeah like it's you know because he's written like his his batman and superman stuff is some of the best batman and superman stories yeah, for yeah, sure yeah. like but it just it's just so upsetting that uh killing you know killing joke is the only uh Batman movie released theatrically that I haven't gone to see that I could go to see. Like, I was too young to see 89 Batman, but uh, Batman Returns was the first PG-13 movie my parents let me go see. Uh, Yeah, in the the theater. 
and I saw Batman uh, Mask of the Phantasm in that the was theater. Great. Yeah. I saw it in the theater. Did like, you like that one? Yeah, I love that it's movie. Great, I don't huh? care that it's doing the Citizen Kane plot. Mm. Like, I, that's a good movie. It's yeah. fun to watch. Like, wait, and how is it doing the Citizen? Explain. It's, it's the structure of it, where oh. it's the the it's the same structure of flashbacks oh. and like cut to yeah, yeah. like yeah. Oh. Um, but you know, Mark Hamill's Joker, man. That's yeah. like he owns that part. Dude, Jesse, have you ever seen Itchy the Killer? Yeah. Did you like it? You know, I haven't. I yeah. I mean, I like BK. Yeah. Like, see, yeah. like I always looked at that as oh, like Mike. an extreme Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I see like, what you're I always saying. Looked at, and plus, I always, you know, when uh, Dark Knight came out, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. somebody must have seen each of the killer on some level of production mm-hmm. or something because with the torn mouth. Okay, so Batman Lego Movie. How many middle fingers up or down? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because we're guess edgy. That here. was a like up or down like so, like, like <laughs> instead of two thumbs up yeah i know yeah. i know but like it's does i so i assume down still means means bad right yeah down and still, up yeah. means it's awesome and you know uh i guess it was awesome i had a great time yeah. like i mean I, I don't it's yeah it's funny and uh it it has it it takes itself seriously in, in in the places where you want it to so that the, you care enough about the story and where yeah. it's going um man michael sarah nailed that robin <laughs> yeah, part yeah, yeah like really and yeah. ralph finds as 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 uh alfred he did a great job yeah. And I thought, I actually kind of, from the trailers, thought Zach Galifianakis seemed to be underplaying his Joker. Mm-hmm. But I liked the, the Joker character, yeah. too. Like, Yeah. So I, I will give it two middle fingers up. Yeah, I mean, Even though yeah. that's so dumb what I've just created. But, <laughs> uh, but I will say there was one final thing that I want to mention about uh, Batman. Unless you have more, no, you know. Up? like what's up? Um, we, when we were sitting and watching the end credits... I was thinking throughout the movie, I was like, oh, this movie doesn't have, like, a banger song. Mm-hmm. Like, a really good, like, like everything is awesome. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, Lego yeah. Movie. And then this really sweet that was, song started yeah. playing. And I was like, this is such a nice little... But the lyrics were very much Batman related. Yeah, yeah. And yet the tone of the song was almost kind of childish. Yeah, but yeah. But not like, not like childlike for kids, but just like sweet. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like the, like, yeah, it was, it was very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, like this... Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It seems that. like the movie put you in a good good mood. No, well, the, okay. The thing is, is like, I love, I'm, you know, I love all, you know, the medium. But, the, and this is, this is, it's a piece of escapism. But the thing with escapism is that, like, th- this movie still does have some universal themes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, that's, that's the thing is, like, I feel like there's. There's that. That's what I kind of got out of this movie is that there are really two kinds of escapism. There's vapid escapism, mm-hmm. which is really just there to be transportative and to take you somewhere else and distract you. Yeah. And and uh, it, you know it's just meant to take you on a ride. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Like that's what most movies go for these days. Yeah. You know the Fast and the Furious and all those stuff. Like it's just about taking you on a ride. Yeah. Like it's a roller coaster mm-hmm. more than a movie. Yeah. Um. But there are also escapist fare. That even if it's not trying to necessarily have a a relevant uh, uh, commentary on the time, can still go after universal themes that are of value, yeah. like this this one about being able to to uh, to form new connections with people, even though you know that ultimately you you lose people, yeah. but that you have to as part of being a person and having. A life that you have to you have to risk l- the the loss yeah. for the the sake of connection, yeah, and yeah. that's pretty profound yeah. for a, a movie with a bunch of Legos. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's and and about about a silly version of Batman. Yeah, and so you know that reminded me the the thing that I got out of this today because I. Part of me, you know, it. I, I was telling you earlier, I can't bring myself to go see La La Land because it's just too escapist. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to see it when Obama was in office, and now, like, I just can't really bring myself to go check out that much. Right. And, like, I feel like that should apply to this movie, too, because it also is it's a, it's a kid's movie, with, yeah, yeah. you know, with Batman. Yeah. It's not supposed to be, a, you know, any kind of challenging statement about about 
America or our culture or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. But just because it's not trying to say something about right now doesn't mean it can't have something to say. Yeah. And that's something that I kind of hadn't had forgotten. Yeah. That that, you know, that just because a movie and you know what them and even so, it still did have uh, you know, it still did have little nods to to things that you know, like like with with gender representation mm-hmm. and and uh, you know even the the crack that she made about about Batman beating up poor people. Yeah, because you know, like it's something that comics don't really try to consider because it's a lot more of a black and white morality. Yeah. But yeah, like if you really want to like talk about crime and the origins of crime, like a <laughs> lot of it has to do with with society yeah. and with our institutions not caring for the poorest people so they have to break laws to survive yeah, and no. those are all real things yeah. and the fact that the movie even referred to them is is surprising mm-hmm. and it didn't make that into its agenda any more than the Lego movie was trying to make you know comments on commercialism and and totalitarianism yeah. but at the same time they were still present and like without having it be the forefront of you know the main the main idea, and so even like even movies that are largely escapist can still have some kind of of uh, universal theme that is of value. Yeah, and yeah. I I just hadn't thought about that. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, Jesse, please tell us about movie buff stuff because I'm really <laughs> sure. excited about it. Uh, so I'm I'm finally starting to to kind of put myself out there a little more. Moviebuffstuff.com is my website. Uh, it's up right now. It's still getting constructed, but I have all of my uh, a lot of my my portfolio stuff. Like I I'm making some. I'm gonna start. I've been uh, making visual essays and taking some of the things I think about movies. Nice. And uh, and cutting you know some some of the the corresponding footage from those movies to what I'm talking about. Cause it's I've realized that like there are certain thoughts I've had about about film, and I know that like I can talk to people about it, but I forget that like you know people might not necessarily be as familiar with like Kubrick's filmography like I know it right. forwards and backwards. So when I'm saying something is like something else, people can nod their heads and be like, "Yeah, I'm sure what you're saying is true." Mm. But when it's like in the when there's an edit and I can actually show you shot A and shot B from the other movie yeah. and say this is my thought on the two and say like you see how they connect and I can show you that and yeah. you can see it for yourself and go, "Oh, yeah, that does yeah. line up." And and so yeah. like that's that's what I'm going for. And you know, I also uh you know, I edit other stuff and just, you know, just trying to, to make some new awesome. stuff. Awesome. So, yeah, that's that's Could you my give website. us a little trailer, of audio trailer of, of, <laughs> uh, of uh, this visual essay? Because I saw it. I thought it was really oh, cool. Oh, sure. Well one, of the, well, one of the essays that I've, that I've worked on that I have uh, semi-done is this one on, on Clockwork Orange in 2001 and mm. uh, Stanley Kubrick. And uh, basically, the, the title, I, I still haven't, like, solidified the title... But right now I'm calling it Napoleon Broke Kubrick because mm. it's about how uh, beca- uh, there's such a huge difference in tone between uh, 2001 and A Clockwork Orange. You go from a G-rated science fiction movie to an you know about you know about uh, evolution and and uh, you know humanity kind of ascending to something mm-hmm. more and uh, and then you then all of a sudden like his next movie is now oh sorry sorry his next movie is now uh it's rated r and there's there's all this rape and violence yeah. and terribleness and so what happened like how did yeah. he how did he go from this movie to the to the other one and you know what how so that's that's what my essay is trying to get at and uh it's called napoleon bro kubrick because he tried to make this movie on napoleon in between after 2001 and before clockwork orange and i feel like his uh his inability to get that made kind of uh soured him yeah it made him a little it made him a little more uh it just kind of changed his perspective on humanity and i feel like all of his movies after are a little bit darker and a little bit more detached uh because of it and you you all 
You'll see. I'm, yeah. I'm going to put it out soon. It's an awesome thing. I saw yeah. it, and it was great. And, uh, yeah, movie buff stuff. So, anyway, that was our review of uh, Lego Batman movie. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Nasred. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Nasred. Email me at nasredpodcast at gmail.com. And visit me at nasred.com for all of your Nasred needs. And please do like, share, and subscribe on iTunes. And leave me a beautiful review. And one thing I just want to say, you know, you may be like uh, Bruce Wayne. Maybe somebody came into your life, and then they left and stuff. But that can't let you uh, 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 give up on on letting people in, which was the big lesson of a Batman Lego movie. Anything else, Jesse? Would you like to say goodbye to our friends? Uh, good, na- yeah. Bye, everybody. Thanks, thanks for listening to us talk. Uh, I I really appreciate everyone who listens to Nas's podcast. Yes, me too. He puts a lot of effort into it, and uh, I hope that all the things that we said were were insightful or awesome. interesting or both. And let's just leave it at. Let's all give each other a hug. Oh, uh, hug me. Okay, thank Aww. you. Have fun. All bye. Right. Bye.